Life Audio. Welcome to the Gospel Rant. I'm Dr. Bill Sinyard with Gospel App Ministries, www.gospel-app.com. We're on a journey through the Sermon on the Mount. Thank you for joining us. I teased this in the last podcast that, w- that I did on the Sermon on the Mount. We just looked at uh, one podcast on Jesus's teaching on divorce. Today, on this podcast, we're going to look at some very practical steps for you. If you or someone you love is struggling in their marriage, relationships, are considering divorce, or has been divorced, right, or has divorced someone, I hope that that it came through in the last podcast. Listen, I get it. Relationships are ridiculously hard. Nothing has hurt us more than relationships. I mean, part of it is our brain. Our brains are designed to protect us from being hurt. It becomes worse when, you know, after days or weeks or months of being with someone, I mean, marriage or, or relationships, parenting, this stuff becomes built up in our brains and it escalates and it finally becomes a hot mess uh, and, and ends up in a, a nasty relational hospice, you know, separation and divorce. So when we wonder what Jesus would have us do so that we could, uh, you know, maintain our record of righteousness in in our relationships and hold on to the favor of God, even though, uh, you know, we just hate the person and we want a divorce. Uh, Really? I mean, is that what Jesus is doing or is he saying something else? And that's what we tried to talk about last time. Is there something related to the Sermon on the Mount that Jesus is saying that we can actually do now? Whether the fractures are just starting or have boiled over? Well, yeah. I think so, and 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 I teased it last time, but I think this podcast will be very practical. Uh, step one in uh, in healing a really busted relationship. So pass it on to to marriages that are hurting, relationships that are hurting, or people who have been through divorce who are still just just racked, and they're going to thank you. Pass it on to a husband or wife that you know who is at the end of their ropes, please. One last business before we jump into the podcast, I want to recommend to you another podcast on lifeaudio.com, Sound Reasoning with Perseus Poku. Perseus has a solid theological background, training. He is is passionate about what he calls classical apologetics. I love apologetics, uh, even though the gospel rant is all about biblical exegesis. I love uh, classical apologetics. I just really do. Here's how uh, Perseus describes his podcast. The Sound Reasoning Radio Show brings the truth often learned in seminary down to the pews of the local church. Join Perseus Poku as he highlights the healthy teaching of the Bible from an apologetic perspective. Perseus has interviewed many of the top's nation's top theologians and authors. Listen to the show weekly in order to learn more doctrines and strategies for defending the faith. And listen, you know, one of the things after talking to Perseus, one of the things that we agree, we, we share, is the need to get regular Christians into conversations, into dialogue, and to do it shame-free. I mean, you don't have to agree with us, uh, but, but we want you in the dialogue, and then that's part of the fun, all right? So check out um, Sound Reasoning Podcast, all right? All right, now a word from our sponsors. 
Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Welcome back. All right. Let's get into the whole topic of divorce. Jesus's words in the Sermon on the Mount, uh, they are nearly about a specific instance where the husband is so hurt, angry, selfish, ang- uh, enraged, hateful, uh, caught up in an affair maybe, that he is about to divorce his wife who is innocent. And that's, that's the situation that Jesus is talking about. We laid it out in the last podcast. So he's indirectly or directly making her a person of shame. He's shaming her, taking away her reputation and her security, her name, her face. And likely in that culture, then a very strict honor shame culture, forcing her to do things like becoming a prostitute because no one would marry an unclean, impure woman or hire her. So. She has to do what she has to do to survive, and there's just not a lot of options in that culture. So he's not, the husband is not only angry and insensitive and unloving, he's becoming a pimp. I mean, honestly, that's what he's doing. He's pimping his wife. So listen, uh, if that's you, welcome to Gospel Rant, by the way. If, if that's you, the wife who's innocent and being divorced, welcome. Or if adultery is involved, welcome. If neglect or abuse is involved, look, I'm sorry, I really am. I'm so sorry, but but also welcome to this particular podcast. I just want to help, okay? All right, I'm going to focus on two married Christians who are not getting along. And let's say there's been some hurt. All relationships have it, but I mean some deep hurt or wounding. Maybe it's been chronic. Maybe it's abusive. I get it. So here it is. Without the Spirit, it would be as impossible to love each other as you can imagine. In that particular case, partly brain, but but look, relationships, like I said, are hard. And and you go to counseling and you get hit or miss movement towards each other, but the hurt remains. Cognitive behavioral therapy, you know, that could be helpful. Choosing to love, yeah. Uh, choosing to forgive, well, good luck with that. We've talked a lot about forgiving. Choosing to feel empathy, choosing to see your stuff. All those things are not all bad. They're just very limited uh, the t- tendency is for us to try to do those on our own. And and you, look, look around. Look at around at the beat-up relationships in your life. They're all trying to do those things, okay? Let me give you a case study, marriage counseling gospel app ministry style. All right, I was a pastor for over 25 years. I did, oh my gosh, too much counseling for couples headed quickly to separation and divorce. So when those couples come to the pastor, me, I got to say this. I mean, typically it's just to check the box. Someone asked them, you know, as they were headed to the lawyer, did you check with the pastor? <laughs> I mean, you can't get really divorced to the church until you do that. It would look too bad. 
but you know, when they come to me, man, they're down for the count. So um, sit the couple down in my office, let them vent. You know, hubby, why are you considering something like divorce that clearly the Bible says God hates, right? I mean, God hates. So hubby, you made a vow. This has to be pretty serious. What's gone down? So typically the husband would go on and on and on and tell me why he can't keep living with such a horrific person. After listening to him for a while, you know, story after story, I might even agree with him. You know, man, if only half of what you say is true, I couldn't stand being around either. Then I asked the wife to tell her side of the story. You know, it takes two to tangle. Tango, why is he, is your husband unforgivable, intractable, abusive? And, and then after listening to her stories, I agree with her that if only a fraction is true, you know, this is severe and I wouldn't like him either. And I certainly want to, wouldn't want to hang out with him or raise kids with him. All right. So there we are. You probably can resonate with that or, you know, people who do. So here's what, here we go. Here's the magic. I separate them, send one to the waiting room. And so I have one spouse in my office who I speak to, to him or her. I don't separate them based on sex, which one first. It doesn't matter. So pick one, right? So here's what I say, basically. So this situation is severe, really severe, troubling, actually. And you have a huge problem, bigger than you even think. So all right, be honest. Would you say that you really dislike your spouse. Uh, how about, do you hate them? And I just let them stew with that question. Um, so I say, here's your bigger problem. Your spouse is a Jesus follower, right? As they are, horrific or not, they're, they're a follower of Jesus. So tell me this right now. How does God, how does Jesus, how does, how does the Spirit feel towards your spouse right now? I almost always get an answer that's kind of stammering, but it sounds like, well, I I suppose that God loves them. (laughs) And I concur. Yeah, as much as the father loves the son, the son loves the father, even though they dishonored and treated you with disrespect, whatever it might have been. So you would agree that that's true, right? God loves your spouse with all of the love in the universe. And more than that, Jesus has already paid for all of your spouse's injustices that they've laid on you, that that you feel right now, and more, by the way. But you're not feeling that right now. So here's, here's the problem. You are way out of sync with God. You hate someone that he adores. What do you make of that? Typical response. Yeah, but he's God. I'm not. (laughs) <laughs> I, I look, I, I laugh because I've heard it so many times. And my response, yeah, that's exactly it. I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm total agreement with you based on what you just described. And I'm sure it's just the tip of the iceberg. There's no way that you can humanly love that person. <laughs> you can hear the minds exploding, the brains popping. Uh, so there's no way that humanly speaking, you could hang out with them, do date nights, all of that's going to make it worse. And we can do marriage counseling, a CBT, or we can do a, a contract renewal. But honestly, your, your relationship is as dead as a doorknob uh, from my point of view. But there is another way. And by this time, I have their 
interest. They're peaking. They're leaning forward. But there is another way, and it would be a miracle, a huge miracle, the size of the parting of the Red Sea or feeding the 5,000, or, or even better, the resurrection of Lazarus from the dead. And that's a really good way of seeing it. Lazarus was dead for over three days and was stinking, and your relationship stinks like a dead body. It's the only hope is to be resurrected, and you don't do resurrection. It's just, you don't have that power, right? But he can make you feel new love for your spouse as they are. Did you know that? Jesus could say over your love, your love, your heart, Lazarus, arise. I mean, you would be the most surprised, wouldn't you? Otherwise, it's dead. I remember Billy Crystal as Miracle Max and the Princess Bride, right? If you're too young to have seen the Princess Bride, get a life. You should go see it. It's great. It's fantastic. But here's what uh, Billy Crystal as Miracle Max said. It just so happens that your friend here is only mostly dead. There's a big difference between mostly dead and all dead. Mostly dead is slightly alive. And with all dead, well, with all dead, there's usually only one thing you can do. Go through his clothes and look for loose change. (laughs) I love it. Anyway, so uh, hubby or, or wife, your marriage is not dead. It's mostly dead. Now, uh, again, this is me speaking to them. I'm aware that you may be feeling like this isn't good news. You may hear this and think, oh, my goodness, I know I shouldn't have gone to the pastor. Maybe you are so ready to move on. You're tired of the whole thing. And you've made the decision already, and you're ready to let the mostly dead be dead. Look, I get it. Humanly speaking, and again, it's your brain. It's partly neuroscience protecting hurt. It's it's not all your fault. But I'm going to ask you to do something that, in the midst of all this, I think you're likely to be okay with. And I want you to do it for an entire week. First, all right, write this down. Don't talk to each other unless you have to. And then, just business. No, I feel stuff. No bringing up hurts. All of that's too dangerous and too destructive right now for mostly dead relationships. They're just hurtful, right? So instead, I want you to say this prayer, this statement over and over to yourself, for yourself, just you. Think about it. Right now, you need to feel loved. Am I right? You need to feel honored and cherished and adored, <clears throat> appreciated, respected, and hopefully... Um, by God. And again, as you are, even in the middle of all this mess, it's urgent for you. It's, it's your own spiritual well-being. When you feel loved by God again, it's going to be a miracle of huge proportion because you're so hurt, your brain is so self-protective. And don't worry about the next steps. Don't, don't look a, two weeks ahead. <clears throat> right? I want you to do this for a, a whole week. Um, thinking about next step is too much for now. Right? Uh, put off the lawyer. Don't, just don't do it. Just get loved by God through the Holy Spirit in your inner being. If, you know, read Ephesians 3, 14 to 21 over and over and over. Okay? And, and don't do anything rash for now. Chill. If your spouse uh, hurts you physically, call the police. Okay? It's easy. Easy. And then I do the exact same thing for the other spouse. Um, I'm going to read the prayer in just a bit. You've heard it before if you've been on this podcast, The Simple Uncluttered Gospel. It's surprising the difference the gospel makes. Not 100%, but some movement, some positive dramatic changes. And, and you know, on a scale of 0 to 10, if they come in at a 1, 
you know, if we can get to a two, that's a hundred percent increase. It's noticeable. It's not a 10. We're looking for change. And, and just side note, this same approach is valuable for any relationship struggles, parents and, and children. I mean, the good enough parent uh, program is coming up. It's going to be launched really, really soon. If you're curious about it, if you're a parent or caregiver or guardian of teens or tweens, you're frustrated and about to, to, uh, uh, blow up. Check it out. It's free, actually. We think there's such a crisis in our families. We've, we're committed to doing this for free. It's, it's goodenoughparent.online. It, it'll be up and running, you know, early September and, and, uh, some, sometime around now. If you want to know when we launch it, let me know. Bill at gospel-app.com. Okay. Um, so parents and kids. Democrats, Republicans, yeah, there's hope. There's hope. Those who've been frustrated by injustices due to sex or skin color or nationality or sexuality or religion. Um, uh, Police, for instance, who are feeling more and more abused and and mistreated or or that young black man or woman who is is feeling uh, pummeled because of their color. All of those who feel unloved and dishonored relationally. I mean, the Church of Jesus Christ is called to make an observable difference, not on our own. It's the gospel. We can access by faith through the Holy Spirit, again, Ephesians 3, a powerful love. All we need is need, and it's observable. The changes, I'm telling you, it's dramatic. And so this is real hope for beat-up relationships between Jesus followers. Not perfect, that's heaven. But here it is, the simple and cluttered gospel related to relationships. So Jesus follower if you're in that that swamp, if you're in that dark hole you're, and you're just feeling hurt, your brain is in fight, flight, or freeze mode, I get it. But here's what I can tell you about that person that you despised. If they're Christian that you hate right now, you want you want to hurt right now, uh, that you would like to see brought down and, and uh, squirm. And again, I get it. Here is the truth. Jesus follower, strictly because of what Jesus did for you 2,000 years ago, God actually loves you. He loves you with all of his heart, as much as the father loves the son and the son loves the father. He can't love you any more or any less than he does right now. He loves you as you are, not as you should be or could be. You can't add to this love or take away from it. And now I get it. It often feels like you've messed it up or need to do something so that God would like you better. Not so. How do you experience it more now? Simple. Good news. There is something that you can do and are invited to do. You can take daily baby steps to ask the spirit inside of you to make you know, experience, and feel just how much God loves you right now. Just ask. Ask again later today. Ask tomorrow. Make it a spiritual habit. Here it is. Just say that to yourself, husband, twice a day. Do it for a week and and let's talk. Wife, let's do it for a week. Boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, whatever it is, say that twice a day for a week and just let the Holy Spirit do his thing. And strictly because of what Jesus did for you 2,000 years ago, God loves you that much. He He can't love you any more or any less, right? Um, so uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, another prayer that I found very successful, but we'll do it right after uh, another word from our sponsor. We'll see you in a minute. All right, welcome back. All right, breathe. It, this is like this is dangerous space. This is hurt. I get it. I mean, our brains are designed to protect us from this, and and chronic hurt is the worst. I get it. So two two people who used to love each other now actually, even if they don't admit it, it's obvious to everybody around them they hate each other. So 
Here's the good word. Wounded and angry brother and sister, I get it. Your greatest problem right now, right, relatively speaking, is not the person who hurt you. It's not your spouse. It's not your partner. It's that you're out of sync with God. That's the big deal. If you're a Christian, that's the big deal. You got to be feeling that shame and and uh, feeling like a disappointment. And specifically, it's even more personal than that. You're out of sync with the Holy Spirit in you, in your inner being. And you, to a degree, amidst all the noise, there's turmoil inside of you. And if you could feel it, I mean, if you were aware, if you were sensitive enough, you could get it. You hate and despise a person that God loves that the Holy Spirit loves, that Jesus loves. Get it? Well, the gospel is so powerful, but it's scandalous and troubling as we begin to try to apply it to to real life, our life. So uh, I'm not going to tell you to choose to stop hating them. I don't know what muscle group that is. Good luck with that. And and, and part of it is, is your midbrain, not your prefrontal cortex that's reasonable. And trying to love them or choosing to not hate them, how's that going for you? right? Or or for you to choose to start loving them. Again, what muscle group? Or choose to like them or something similar. No, I mean, again, it never worked for me either. Instead, I'm going to beg you to hammer the simple, uncluttered gospel into your head over and over. Preach the gospel to that unreached people group, your midbrain, and say the, the, the this following. This is really powerful. The Holy Spirit, make me prayer. Um, so do the simple and cluttered gospel, and let's toss in this new prayer. I'm going to give you something to do uh, that you can do, uh, all right? Over, do it over and over until you begin to feel something from inside of you that is a little inkling pro the perpetrator, PTP, pro the perpetrator. It may be minuscule. It may be a still small voice. It could be less hatred. That's a win. It it. But we're, we're looking at, we're expecting an, an anointing by God, a spiritual movement. So, And take note when it happens. Be encouraged. Share with someone you trust. Um, not your spouse yet. But just keep doing both of these, the simple and cluttered gospel and this Holy Spirit make me prayer. And it's going to require a miracle. You can't do it on your own. It's humanly speaking impossible. There I said it. So lean in and depend upon the powerful faith, uh, the Holy Spirit in you. And I'm not going to lie, this could take days or weeks. Just keep leaning into it. It's, it's, um, it's also for your own spiritual well-being. And all you need is deed. You can't do this on, on your own. And maybe what you will see from the Spirit is, is a, a shoulder shrug, you know, where you finally get that, okay, I can see and even believe that God loves them as much as he loves his son or loves me. And look, that's, that's gigantic. So ride the wave. Uh, don't fight it. Keep preaching the simple uncluttered gospel to yourself. Don't don't stop now. Hold on. Hold off all the reconciliation questions. You know, what about if when she did this and she hasn't repented or or he still owes me or he lied to me? Whatever it is. Uh, I'm talking individually. Husband, get healing. Wife, get healing first. All right. <clears throat> Um, so check this out. One of the responses that happens within me is this to all of this. I mean, this may hit you is pretty bad news, right? I mentioned it uh, before in the first half of the podcast. I just want to hammer this because I get it. You may have already decided to move on. You may have decided to let the mostly dead be dead. Or maybe you already have, it's already happened. Maybe you already divorced. Maybe you've been remarried. I get it, right? Uh, and all pretty human, this feeling. And you, you want to just let it sleeping dogs lie, right? 
And something inside of you may revile against spending one more second on that toxic relationship, whether it's present or past. Am I right? Am I right? And you can you can push back, Bill, at gospel-app.com. I'd love to hear from you. So for your own well-being and the well-being of future relationships or this current one, I'm going to ask you to do something, again, that I think you'll be okay with and for an entire week. First, here, here we are again, just to be clear, don't talk to the other person unless you have to, and then just business. Again, no I feel stuff. Too dangerous. Right now, this is for you. Say the this prayer below so that you feel loved, honored, cherished, adored, appreciated, respected, and hopeful by God, even in this mess. This is urgent, okay? So that there's two paragraphs in this prayer. You can skip the last one. I give you permission until if you feel loved by God again, miracle of huge proportion, and you skip the, until that happens, you can skip that next steps. Just get loved by God through the Holy Spirit in your inner being. Don't do anything rash, chill. And again, if your other physically hurts you or threatens you, call the police. Okay? Uh, I'm not asking you to give up safety or justice or counseling. Hurts, wounds, and dishonors, abuse, neglect, betrayal, all those things. We're not just waving our hands and saying overlook them. They need to be addressed. You need justice. You need consolation. All true. Check out the Forgiving Path uh, online if you're... this is so helpful for over a thousand Christians, forgivingpath.com. Check it out. All right. Um, but all I'm saying is it's more effective to deal with your situation after the Spirit begins to heal you and restore you um, post-Christ event, right? Post-Spirit filling. And this love is available through the Holy Spirit for spouses, boyfriends, girlfriends, beat up parents, children, Democrat, Republican, anybody. And we're supposed to make a difference. And here it is. Okay. Um, this prayer is available on the website, Preaching the Gospel to Myself. You can go to gospel-app.com and do a search for Preaching the Gospel to Myself bookmarks. So here it is. Just follow along. And I remind you, this prayer is about a person who you do not like, who is also a spirit-filled child of God like you. Okay? Here we are. I'll, I'll read the first part and then read the the one that I'm, you can skip for a while until you want to do it. Here we go. God. Right now, I am hurting, depressed, angry, feeling disrespected, unloved, hopeless, beat up, feeling ashamed and like a failure. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. I really don't like this person. I wish I never knew them. To some degree, I despise them. I'm also afraid of them. I can't take it being with them, being near them anymore. My body has a visceral reaction when I am in the same room. Honestly, I'm at the end of my rope. I admit that you love them as they are, even after all the things they did to me, the many things they didn't do for me, but I don't. I confess that I'm way out of sync with you, and in fact, this frightens me. Honestly, I am afraid that you can, get this, I am afraid that you can make me love them again. I'm not sure at all that I want that to happen. I'm done. However, I am willing to come to you to ask that you make me feel loved by you again. Right? I'm willing to come to you to ask that you make me feel loved by you again. I need that. I want that desperately. Holy Spirit, unleash your faith in my inner being and make love happen for me. Now, please. Amen. You can do that. 
Uh, and hopefully that resonated with you, right? I mean, like some of those are pretty strong words and phrases, but uh, you know, these are just things that people have told me and, and I've even felt. So I think it's common to humanity. Uh, it's okay to admit it to God. Jesus died for it. So go for it. I think it's part of our relationship with God, the transparency that we can have. And you're talking about honesty and asking God to, to make you feel loved. Okay. We can all do that. This is something that you wouldn't mind doing. Am I right? Again, push back, bill at gospel-app.com. Or, and here's that paragraph that I'm, I'm giving you full permission to skip for a while. And uh, let's see what the Holy Spirit can, can resurrect, that Lazarus could come forth. All right, here we go. I'm also begging that you give me your love for them. Let me say it again. I'm also begging that you give me your love for them. And this is hard right now. I'm not so sure that I really want it. It's pretty scary. So give me your perfect love that casts out fears, 1 John 4, 18. Give me wisdom so that I don't go and do something stupid. Amen. You may not be ready to pray that prayer, but just have it. Have it right there on the side. Have it uh, the, uh, ready in case you wake up one morning and, and the, the Holy Spirit has done some something amazing. Okay? And say this twice a day, the first paragraph, or both of them. When you feel your blood pressure rise, say the prayer. When you think of the person and feel fear, anger, rage, say the prayer. Understood? This is not, I get it, your typical relational counseling at all. Um, and look, do you still need professional counseling? Cognitive behavioral therapy, emotional focus therapy, marriage contracts, love languages, conflict skills? Yeah, I don't doubt that for a second. But at this point, what you need most, honestly, is power, power that you do not innately have. First things first, access power from God's celestial store of power. Okay? All right, so let me, as, as we begin to close, let me speak to the person here who is not ready to say the last paragraph. God bless you. Um, and let me say about you, just so this is shame-free, strictly because of Jesus, he loves you as you are, whether you reconcile with the other or not. Did you hear me? We tell truth here at Gospel App as much as we can. He loves you as you are, whether you reconcile with the other or not whether you say the last paragraph or not. But here's what I know. Shh, shh, don't tell anyone. It's our little secret. The height and width and length and depth of the love of Christ is a twofer. Um, you know that phrase, you, you buy a suit, you get two pants. We used to call them twofers. The Spirit will indeed give you power from God through his faith to make you feel his unbelievable love for you, the angry, judgmental, victimized, enraged, vengeful, hateful victim, as you are, not as you should be. And that's worth the price of admission, right? Who wouldn't want that? Where, and you can get it. But unbeknownst to you, maybe, maybe a little in spite of you, in spite of your midbrain, that same spirit and power and faith can make you, that's important. That's why we call it, refer to it, a Holy Spirit make me prayer, make you feel love for the hurtful other too. So I get it that right now you really don't want to invest in all that love at all because it's dangerous, it's hurtful, uh, and your brain wants to protect you, right? So if the Holy Spirit makes you, that's the stuff of the miraculous. Holy Spirit's faith making miraculous love in me for the other. Face it, all of our relationships, friendships, roommates, uh, families, churches, partnerships, we need miracles. Nothing has hurt us more than relationships. And they are all no better than anything else in this world that groans with dissatisfaction. Paul said so in Romans 8.22. 
It is this love and only this love that stands out to the world that causes those who do not know God to say, whew, look at that. Where in the world did that come from? This Jesus must be more real than I thought, huh? Right? Matthew 5, 16, Sermon on the Mount. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Right? They, they see this and they go, oh my goodness, they hit their ground and, and say there must be a God. This marriage was beyond human intervention. And yet, look, right? no shame, no guilt. I'm just saying this is one of the, the ways that the gospel shines. We're not going to fake it till we make it here. Okay? So some of you have asked, what about if the person who is hurting me is a Christian? That's a great question. Uh, glad you asked. So check it out. Uh, again, Matthew 5, 16 Imagine some unbelieving stranger happens to see how you treat this other person with love and kindness. Jesus says that the love through you is so powerful, so clearly inexplicable, so alien, that the unbelieving witness is so shocked and moved by it that they hit their knees right there and praise God. Matthew 5, 16. The God that maybe they didn't believe in a moment before, and they become converted. Seeing God's love through you. Clearly, God's love through you. Cool, right? And they say, OMG, I guess we don't say that anymore. Oh my goodness, there must be a God for that kind of love to exist. I haven't seen anything like that love anywhere in any faith expression. I praise God. I, I want it. I'm in. So listen, we can by faith ask for the Holy Spirit to work such shocking, unimaginable miracles in us and through us, not parlor tricks, big miracles, like loving my roommates, my spouse, my kids, uh, being, being willing, desirous to give up my rights for the sake of others, to serve others. You know, the Lazarus come forth stuff, loving a business partner who let me down, betrayed me, lied to me, loving a church that wrongly beat me up or a friend of mine. Oh my goodness. All right. And um, in, in the next podcast of the Sermon on the Mount, we're going to move past divorce. We're going to look at Jesus's teaching on vows. It seems so small compared to anger, lust, divorce, but no, it's actually critical. I can see why Jesus put it after those and the shadow of those major things. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on this podcast. Go to lifeaudio.com and find other podcasts, faith-centered podcasts. Um, and by the way, listen, please pass this on. Give heads up to someone you know who's struggling with their marriage. Give Pass this on to one other person that might benefit from this. Maybe they've already been through a divorce and yet they still struggle and it's affecting their current relationship. This is real stuff, right? They will thank you and we thank you ahead of time. Feedback? Um, bet I'm going to get it after this one. Good. Bill at gospel-app.com. Until next time, take heart, child of God. I'm Billy Yancey, entrepreneur, fitness cowboy, father, retired Navy cornerback, and now podcast host. Listen to my new show, Billy and the Goat, on Life Audio. Happy listening.